Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hey, it's Anne-Marie and welcome to another episode. So this is a teaching episode where you and I are going to hang out together. We're going to go dive deeper into one of the previous episodes that I shared a couple of weeks ago and we're talking about the five pillars for an optimal client relationship building funnel, especially relevant if you are a coach or a consultant. So we're going to talk about the five pillars to an optimal client relationship building funnel, what each of these pillars is, why they are so important, as well as key questions or or really statements to ask yourself to ensure that you have each pillar in place and what to do next if you don't. So let's get on with today's show. So over the last few months inside my membership program for coaches, the Influence Alliance, we've been spending time on mapping out our strategies for the customer journey. And the customer journey is the sequence of strategic steps that you take a prospective customer through as they get to know and like and trust you and go from lead to paying customer. So my question for you today is this, if you're in business, especially if you're in a coaching business, do you have a strategy in place in your coaching business that'll enable you to build a relationship with a prospective customer, nurturing and taking them from just getting to know you through to becoming a warm lead, through to a customer who cannot wait to begin working with you? so that you become the choice versus just a choice when they're ready to move forward. Now, if you've answered no, or maybe you've got a few things in place already in your coaching business, but they're not really streamlined, nor are the systems and what we call a nurturing funnel, that nurturing funnel that you have in place is just not getting the best result for you. And if you've, you've said something like that or in between, you're certainly not alone. And I'm not talking about having such a complex funnel in place because you may have heard this before, a lot of other marketers talk about it. So I'm not talking about a complex funnel that ends up costing you tens of thousands of dollars and it's so confusing, it's impossible to track or manage and it's just not working for you. What I'm talking about is something that is simple and is streamlined. That is key. So in today's podcast episode, I want to expand on a podcast episode I did a couple of episodes ago, where I spoke about the three stages of the customer journey. We covered that. If you haven't listened to that, go back. That was another teaching episode. Today is a teaching episode. Again, we're going to dive even further by looking at five 
pillars that you want to have in place across the customer journey so that you can begin to build know, like and trust. And I know you've heard that before and how important it is and it absolutely is. And when you continue to do that and you have these five pillars in place, you'll also be able to generate leads where your ideal client is putting their hand up and saying, hey, I want to have more information from you, find out more about you and then being able to nurture those leads into paying customers. So what are the five pillars? I'm going to list them for you and then I'll share how I came up with these pillars as well as diving a little bit deeper into what each of these pillars are as well as some questions that I'll share with you so that you can then ask yourself, is this pillar in place in my business or is it a bit of a gap that I know now that I need to focus on and get into place? So hopefully this will be really helpful in clarifying where you need to focus your attention and get some strategy in place to be able to support you. Because once you've got this figured out, it can continue to work for you while you're asleep, generating leads, nurturing those leads along that customer relationship building funnel so that you can continue then to field conversations with prospective customers and it doesn't feel like a burden and a chore and confusing and all of those things because it just works. All right, what are the five pillars? Pillar one, your message. Pillar two, your opt-in, which is also known as your free gift. I also talk about um, your opt-in being your irresistible signature giveaway. Uh, so there's a couple of different you know, terminologies, but we're just going to keep it simple today. Pillar two, your opt-in. Pillar three, your email sequence. Pillar four, your technologies. And pillar five, your team. So how did I come up with these five pillars? Well, I have to be honest, it's after years of experience and making a lot of mistakes in each of these areas. While also speaking to colleagues and working with clients who I recognised were all struggling with each of these areas. Now, each of these areas work together. So you might have three pillars in place, but the other you know, two pillars are letting you down. Therefore, that prospective customer doesn't flow through that nurturing sequence. There's a disconnect there and it stops them midway through your nurturing funnel. And it's like building a relationship. It really is like building a relationship. There's something that's happened that has stopped communication or has just been off, you know, from your prospective customer that they end up going elsewhere and looking elsewhere. And that's what I do not want to happen to you. So through these years of experience and making a lot of mistakes, what ended up happening was inadvertently I became an expert at what not to do. I also became an expert um, at recognising what tools and what technologies were unnecessary. And slowly but surely when I began to make changes in each of these areas, I began to see a remarkable difference in my business, as did my colleagues and my clients as well when they implement, implemented them. Now, this is something that once you have in place, you can still continue to tweak and monitor, monitor and tweak. That's something that 
um, will continue to evolve in your business. But the difference is this, you'll, you're tweaking what is already working for you so that it can become even better, so that it can become even more streamlined. Or because there's aspects that are working, um, you know, a gap becomes really evident. So it's far easier to then fix and get into place. And I don't know about you, but I know when I look back uh, over the many decades in my business, what was really an issue was not knowing exactly where to put my attention and focus to get working. And I'd often invest in the wrong programs. I would invest in the wrong technology. I would invest in the wrong support. And it didn't get me any closer to my business, uh, my business goals. And uh, that's not not what I want to happen to you. So let's have a look a little bit more closely at each of their pillars. Pillar one was your message. And it all starts with this pillar. In fact, if you don't get this right, it is going to impact everything else in your customer relationship building funnel. So when it comes to your message, if I was to ask five or maybe even 10 of your connections about you, but specifically I'd ask them what you did and how you could help someone, what would they say? Would they say a similar thing? Or if someone put a post out on social media and asked if anyone could recommend someone in your field that had your expertise, I wonder, would your name be among the list of suggestions or perhaps even on top of the list? And even more importantly, this is really important, if you are among a short list of coaches or maybe even consultants with someone who was your ideal client and they were considering, who should I work with? Would you be that choice out of the list of possible coaches or consultants that they're considering because of the reputation you've built? So how do you achieve any or all of these things? Well, you achieve this by building what I call your reputation equity. And by building that reputation equity, which stands above the crowd, not that you're better than everyone else, but you're better placed to support your ideal client, all relies on having a clear and concise message to showcase your expertise. And as I've mentioned before, your message, it has to be clear. And you want to be able to communicate this clear message consistently in everything you do, from your content, which is your message, through to your proposals, through to your sales conversations, through, of course, to the delivery of your services as you wow your clients. And when you do continue to share a clear and consistent message that speaks to the needs of your ideal client, over time you then become the choice versus just a choice when they're ready to move forward. Let's see how your current message is working for you. How many of these statements can you say yes to? And I'm going to read out each of these statements and have a think about them. Is this a yes, a clear yes? Or if it's a maybe, then, then it's a no, okay? All right. So when it comes to your message, I have a clearly defined message and brand that stands out from the crowd. Yes or no? My message and story is unique and uncopyable by any other coach. My message is attracting engagement and inquiries from my ideal client. 
My message continues to build my reputation as a trusted authority with my ideal client. My message continues to build intrigue with my ideal client wanting to learn more from me. My message and brand continue to position me as the choice versus just a choice. So how did you go? Were you able to say yes to all of those statements or do you have a little bit of work to do? All right, let's move on to the pillar two, your opt-in, your free gift. Now, one of the missing pieces I often see in a coaching business, and by the way, I put my hand up because I made all of the mistakes in each of these pillars and then some, but often what I see in a coaching business, which leads to them struggling to generate leads from the content they're sharing, from the message they're sharing is this, the second pillar of the customer relationship building funnel, their opt-in. So what's an opt-in? Well, it's a free resource that an ideal client can access as they're searching for a solution to their challenge. And in their search, they've come across a piece of your content, your compelling content, and I've shared an episode on how to create content that's compelling. Go back and have a listen to that if you need. Now, this content that you're sharing provides real value. And because they've resonated with you and who you are, your approach, your attitude, they are now ready and willing to gain even more insight from you through accessing your opt-in, which you've shared in that piece of content. And so when they access that opt-in, they're now added to your email list and you've now gained a new lead with whom you can continue to build a relationship with. And as they continue to consume the content of your opt-in, not only can you continue to build know, like and trust, which is important, there's some things that you also get to showcase. One of them is your promise of value. And you may have heard me speak about what your promise of value is. Your promise of value is your expertise and how you can support people, your ideal client. I've also talked about your promise of expectation, which is what you also want to showcase um, as they continue to consume the content of your opt-in. And your promise of expectation is what they are going to achieve through working with you. It's an expectation. It's kind of like a, a future forward, uh, a vision, uh, you know, of their goal and outcome. This is what you help people achieve. And the expectation is that if they were to work with you, they'd be able to achieve that too. That's why it's a promise of expectation. As, and they get to understand that as they're continuing to experience you and your teachings through the content of your opt-in. So how do you know that your opt-in is going to work in the best way possible? Well, I've got five statements and I want you to answer yes or maybe... Maybe it's a no, and if it's a no, that's okay, because this now is an indication that you'll want to work on your opt-in. So when it comes to your current opt-in, your free gift, here are the statements. I have a unique step-by-step blueprint that can take clients from struggling to success. Now, is this a yes, or if it's a maybe, or a sort of, then it's a no, and 
This may not seem relevant to your opt-in, but it absolutely is because your opt-in has to relate to your step-by-step blueprint, what you are known for and how you can help people. And this is often an area that many coaches struggle with because their opt-in isn't related and isn't consistent or aligned with their step-by-step blueprint. So you need to get clarity around that first. Here's another statement about your opt-in. I have a free resource or a gift that is aligned with my step-by-step blueprint. My free resource provides incredible value without being overwhelming. You don't want to give your new lead everything that you've learned over the last 10, 20, whatever years. That's going to be overwhelming. You want to give them just enough that they go, oh my goodness, this is just, oh my goodness, I did, this is so good. And and kind of letting them realize that, hey, this is just a tip of the iceberg. If you're excited about this, wait what's in store for your learnings. Alrighty, next next question or statement with the opt-in. My free resource provides valuable insight and clarity as to why my ideal client is struggling while confirming there's more to learn from me as they work towards their goals and desired outcome. And lastly, my free resource continues to position me as the choice versus just a choice. How did you go with that particular pillar? Lots of yeses or lots of, hey, this is opportunities where I need to fill in that gap. I need to work on my opt-in. All right, let's have a look at pillar three, your email sequence. So now that your ideal client has accessed your opt-in, the relationship building doesn't stop there. No, 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 no. In fact, it's only just the beginning. And how well you continue to build your relationship well that rests on your email sequence the follow-up emails you send along with the other things that you weave into your customer relationship building funnel now while the majority of your ideal clients won't be ready to make a purchase just yet some will a smaller portion but the majority not just yet but it's still very important to recognise that every interaction that they have with you will either continue to build know, like and trust and position you as the choice versus just a choice or not. And your follow-up email sequence will continue to play an important role in the relationship that you continue to build with your new lead. How can you tell if your email sequence is going to make the cut? Well, I've got six statements Let's see how many you can answer yes to. And when it comes to your email sequence, I have a strategic sequence of emails that continues to build know, like and trust. My emails are a natural extension of my voice and brand. My emails are aligned with the free resource and continue to add value and insight. My emails continue to introduce additional touch points I know are crucial in relationship building with my ideal client. My emails provide a clear and compelling message and next step for my ideal client to take. My emails create intrigue and position me as the choice versus just a choice. How did you go? Lots of yeses or opportunities for learning and growth and building out 
your email sequence so it does continue to nurture and build that client relationship or prospective client relationship so that they want to work with you. All right, let's look at pillar four. This is your technologies. Now, when I think back to every piece of software or technology that I've used over the years without success, let me say, I would not want to go through that experience again. From technology that didn't deliver what they promised, oh my goodness, technology that was so complicated you needed a double degree just to understand the table of contents. Can I have hands up who's gone through that? Through to having a robust system with multiple plugins that were in place and I was told this is, oh my goodness, this is the Taj Mahal of you know, technology and funnels. And then every time one plugin updated their system, the entire thing did not work. Yep, that's happened to me too. Or technology that was so costly and so advanced, it was unnecessary for where I was at in my coaching business. A simpler solution to start off with would have been much better with an option to add more advanced functions into that as my business grew. So as I've said before, I would not want anyone to go through what I've experienced over the years. However, it's certainly been an experience and one that has taught me what not to do. And you know me, I'm, I am someone who says that every challenge, every battle that you have won is an opportunity for you to be able to teach that to others so that they don't either have to go through it or if they find themselves in you know the challenge they're able to get out far quicker because you've got a plan you've got a steps you've got a strategy to be able to help them and so now through my technological mishaps <laughs> can I say I'm now better able to support my clients in getting the right systems and technology in place from they get go. So I have some statements when it comes to your technologies. How many of these can you answer yes to? I have streamlined systems and technologies in place that are working for me. My systems and technologies are set up to strategically nurture leads into paying clients. My technologies are being leveraged properly and are an integral component of my business. I have clear and trackable client relationship building funnels in place that can be easily scaled. My systems and technologies continue to position me as the choice versus just a choice. How did you go? All right, let's move on to the last pillar. Pillar five, your team. Now, I have interviewed thousands and thousands of business owners and leaders over the last 14 plus years. And what I've come to understand is that the greatest bottleneck in any business is often the CEO, it's the leadership. And in the case of your business, the CEO is you. Then inefficiencies that create bottlenecks is then followed by ineffective systems and technologies to support the growth of the business, as well as hiring the wrong staff in the wrong positions. So what ends up happening, it becomes an even bigger bottleneck for your business. 
I know because I've been there and I've done that in my coaching business too. And I've seen it happen time and time again. It is important to get the right team in the right positions at the right timing to help the business grow. So here are three simple yet powerful statements to be able to do a bit of a self-audit to see if you've got the right team in place. Firstly, I have the right team in place to support me in setting up and managing my client relationship building systems and, and technologies. It's an area of expertise that is so much more than, say, just a VA. And and by the way, I'm not discrediting VAs. I've got amazing VAs in place. But I have a VA who helps me with my guest bookings and my relationship building with them. I have got a VA that helps me with my social media content. And I have a VA who is an expert in technology and understands this. So she is in place to support me in setting up and managing my client relationship, building systems and technologies. Here's another statement. My team provides me with valuable insight and necessary tweaks to ensure our client relationship, building systems and technologies get results. Do you have someone in place that will help you do to that? And lastly, my team knows exactly what to focus on with our client relationship building funnel. So I become the choice versus just a choice with my ideal client. Your team actually needs to understand the customer journey, especially the the people that you're hiring to do this. They need to understand and have an appreciation of all of these pillars and how the systems and technologies work together, how to leverage them, what to to look out for, what to be able to report back to you as to some, you know, advice as to, look, we need to tweak this because the results we're showing um, are showing that this isn't working as best as it can. Do you have someone in place? that is able to inform you as, as to what, what's happening so that you can continue to build out that relationship building funnel to position you as the choice versus just a choice when your ideal client is ready to move forward. And remember, some of the customer relationship building funnel's job, if you will, or the reason why it exists, it's to also, I'm going to use the word weed out, but that sounds just so horrible, isn't it? But people who are not your ideal client will not continue to be nurtured along the, the funnel. And that's okay, because you do not want to have conversations with people who are not your ideal client. Or you've got some triggers, you know, some some triggers within your customer relationship building funnel that enables you to be alerted to, hey, this is not actually my ideal client and it doesn't take up a lot of your time they self-select themselves out that's going to be a better way of saying it rather than weeding out they self-select themselves out of your funnel because there's no real connection there and they're not going to be your ideal client anyway that's so so important so how did you go with the team need a little bit of work there and what about the other pillars still some work to do And do you have the pillars in the right sequence so that they're integrated and working strategically together for you with one pillar seamlessly nurturing your prospective client onto the next pillar and so on and so forth. And as I said, if it's not your ideal client, they will self-select themselves 
out of your funnel. That's what you want to have in place. A lot of this is automated so that you don't have to get so uh, bogged down in trying to get this working for you. Simple and streamlined is the answer. So if you're not sure where to start or why your existing customer relationship building funnel isn't working for you as best as you can, even though you may have put a lot of time, money and energy into it, and you want to make sure that you get everything in place properly and working for you, this is something that my team and I can support you with. Uh, So go ahead and book in a time to chat. It's no obligation whatsoever. Let's see how best we may be able to support you and even look at where some of the bottlenecks are occurring within your customer relationship building funnel. My calendar link, annemariecross.com forward slash let's chat, book in a time and I look forward to speaking with you soon. And I hope that what we've sh- I've shared today in this teaching episode really gives you an understanding of something that not many uh, people talk about in a, in a what I call in an integrated fashion it's so important you know because you might have a number of these things in place but because it's not integrated and there's you know a serious gap in one or more of these pillars it's affecting your entire customer relationship building funnel so that it's not optimal for you and not working and generating the best results so anyway I hope this is helpful if you know a coach or a consultant that is struggling with this, would you do me a favor? Would you share this episode with them? And if you haven't already, I'd love for you to give me some feedback over on our Apple podcast channel. Uh, Give it a rating. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, I'd so appreciate that. And I appreciate you and uh, for the time that we've shared together. Wishing you all the best. Hope that was helpful. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's TheInfluenceAlliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.